So I'm going to try not to use the mic. I hope that you can all hear me. So can you hear me in the back? Good. If you can't hear me, let me know, and I'll switch to the mic, but I feel a lot freer not using the mic. Uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about myself, but I'm just going to give you just a brief introduction. Uh, Family Resources is most definitely the best organization that I had ever worked for, and I'm 50 years old now. So I've worked for a lot of organizations. And I'm saying that truthfully because I wouldn't be the person that I am today if it were not for the support that I received professionally, emotionally, psychologically, uh, through family resources. So let me tell you, it's one of the best, if not the best organizations that you'll ever work for. It's not perfect. No organization is. But it's a solid organization and so I want to thank Family Resources uh, for allowing me to come back. I used to love diversity days and the unfortunate thing is that previously we used to have our diversity days at the YMCA and you guys have a much better venue. So today we're going to be talking about how you can be, will be, or are successful because of who you are, not despite who you are. You can, will be, or are successful already because of who you are, not despite. Now, what do you think I mean when I say because, not despite? What's that word despite mean? What do you think I'm getting at when I say despite who you are? Who can... It's a negative? Why is it a negative? Because it's saying you're less than. Exactly. So many people feel, and I'm not saying that you guys feel, I've felt this way. So many people feel like they have been limited or held back because of who they are. So let's talk about what I mean when I say who you are. I'm not just talking about the color of your skin or the fact that you're male or female or... Uh, gay or whatever it is, Asian, Latino, accent, whatever. But we're also talking about personality characteristics, right? That's a part of who you are. Some people are more introverted. Some people are extroverted. Some people like to get down to the numbers, get down to the business. Some people like to establish relationships. That's all a part of what? Of who you are. Some people feel like they've been limited or held back because of who they are, all right? So let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever felt, have ever felt that you've been limited or held back because of who you are? Raise your hands. I'm going to raise my hand. You've ever felt, have you ever felt like you've been in any way limited or held back because of who you are? So for those of you that raised your hands, tell me this. How did you feel? So, of course, you felt limited and held back. But what were some of the emotions you felt because you felt like you were limited or held back? Yes? Frustration. Frustration. What else? Disappointment. Disappointment. Discouraged. Discouraged. What else? Disrespected. Disrespected. Mm-hmm. Unvalued. Oppressed. Unvalued. Oppressed. What else? Angry, I was just thinking that. Not 
unappreciated. Right, right. So these are all ways that we can feel when we feel like we've been limited or held back because of who we are. Now, often we think, when I say who we are, we're thinking like black, white, male, female, something like that. But again, we're also talking about personality characteristics. So if you're quiet and you're in your meetings and you tend not to talk a lot, but you have something important to say, you may feel like you can't say it because I'm kind of quiet. Are people going to listen? There's always somebody in here talking. I don't have a chance to talk. So you may feel limited or held back because you're a quiet, soft-spoken person, right? And so you might experience all these emotions that we're talking about. Now, the thing that I want you to know today, though, is that you can take who you are and turn it into a greater success than you ever imagined. So all of the characteristics that I just mentioned can be used to make you far more successful than probably what you are right now. Let me give you an example. Growing up, and my wife can tell you because I've been with her since I was 16 years old, prior to that, thank you. Prior to that, from the time I was, I don't know, three, four, five, six, something like that, I stuttered severely, sometimes severely, sometimes not, all the way up through my mid to late 20s. So more than half my life, I stuttered. And I never really hid it, but I tried to get away from it. I tried to overcome it, and eventually I did. Working at Family Resources helped me to understand and become more of who I am and who I was. So one of the things that I started while I was at Family Resources, I started a website and a business to help people who stutter, right? So what I did is I went back and looked inside myself. I looked for something that I struggled with. I want you to remember these things because we're going to break these things down. I looked for a personal struggle. I looked for a personal experience. I looked for something that I had also overcome. And I also looked for a need in the world. And I created a business out of it around 2009. It was an online business. And because I was able to go back and look at who I was and who I am, I was able to take something and impact the world. I now have tens of thousands of people around the world that I touch. I have more than a six-figure business now just from working with people online, not even offline, because I did some of the things I'm going to share with you today. So. I don't know if you know the title of what we're talking about today, but what I'm going to be doing is giving you three reasons why you can be, why you are, why you will be more successful because of who you are. So some of you have already said that, hey, I felt limited and I felt held back because of who I am. But guess what? Sometimes we feel limited and it's a perceived limitation. Now, what do I mean when I say a perceived limitation? It's just your perception. It's not necessarily reality. Someone give me an example of things that we often feel like or reasons we feel like we're limited, but it can be perceived. Could be real, but often it's perceived. Give me a specific example of a, a time or a situation where you or someone else may have perceived that they were limited, but it might have just been their perception. It might have not been real. What's an example of that? 
And this is very important because this can hold you back. Of a perceived limitation. Think about race or gender. How could someone who say African American perceive that they were limited or held back? Exactly. Now, you guys heard that, right? So if you bought into that, if you believe that, that alone could hold you back. Whether or not people were holding you back or limiting you, that didn't matter. If you just believed that you would be holding yourself back. Now, what about if you are a female? What are some ways that you could perceive you were being held back if you were a female? Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Now, great example. So let's be honest. Sometimes it's not just perception, it's reality, right? Sometimes it's reality. Sometimes it's a mixture, right? Sometimes it's a reality. But the fact of the matter is, when you look around, you're going to see other people just like you who's been successful, right? Who's being successful. So it might be a reality, but it doesn't really matter, does it? Because you can still be successful because of who you are. Because of who you are, right? Doesn't matter if you're Hispanic or Asian or black or white or tall or short or heavy. You can still be successful because there are other people who have been successful who are just like you. Make sense? Very, very important to remember that. This was messing with my mind for a lot of years because if I look at the data of my business, the vast majority of the people I've worked with are not white. The vast majority of them are Indian and African and African American. Now, I'm one of the best in my business, right? Because I have people, I just got a guy who signed up with me from Bulgaria. So I have people coming to me from all over the world. So I'm asking, why don't I have more white people, right? So now it's messing with my head because I'm thinking, well, is it because I'm black? Maybe. But it really doesn't matter, right? Because I just need to keep doing what I'm doing and be the best at it. And whoever comes to me comes to me. But for many years, I let that mess with my head and hold me back. And I would put my picture on my website. Then I would take it down and put somebody else's picture up there. <laughs> and then I was wondering, well, should I do video or should I not do video? But I did video. And so I had all these things kind of, and then I would get frustrated if business wasn't going well because I was saying, man, you know, why aren't people coming to me? And all these kinds of questions because of my perception that I'm not getting business because I'm what? Because I'm black, right? And there's hardly any other, I can say there's probably no other Afri African-American male or African-Americans doing what I do right now, right? So I let that hold me back and limit me until finally I had a breakthrough which is what I'm sharing with you guys today. I finally had a breakthrough that said, you can be successful because of who you are, not despite it. Because you're African-American. And here's how I knew this. The people who were attracted to me told me they were attracted to me 
because of who I was, right? Because of my background in ministry, because I was African-American and they could identify with me, because of the way I spoke, and all these things. So what that let me know is that I was being successful. Why? Because of who I was, not despite it. Does that make sense? So what I want to do now is give you three big reasons why you can, why you will, or why you are, because some of you are successful now or you're becoming, three big reasons. If you have something to write with, you might want to write these down. If not, you don't have to. You can put it on your phones or your tablets. These are some things that you might want to write down or at least impress in your memory. So one major reason why you want to reveal or embrace who you are one major reason is because it'll allow you to be more creative. It'll allow you to create more. Think about that for just a second. If you embrace who you are, where you're from, your experiences, your background, all of that stuff, if you really embrace it and you, and you let it out, it will allow you to, to be able to create more. Give me an example of what you think I mean. I'm going to, I'm going to, open this up a little bit, but how would you or why would you be able to create more if you embrace who you are? Who can speak to me about that? Why would you be more creative? How could you create more if you embraced more of who you are? Think about that. Let me, yes sir. Okay, you have greater belief in yourself, and therefore, doesn't really matter what other people think, right? So one of the reasons why people don't go out and create, and we're going to break this down to some very specific examples for you, but one of the reasons we don't speak up and speak out and create and start stuff is because of what we're afraid of what other people might think or say if we fail or if we try to do it, right? That's one reason, fear of failure, very, very common. For all of us, even for me, right? So when you embrace who you are, you have greater belief in yourself. Very good. All right. So you're able to be more creative. You're able to be more creative because you're able to look at your personal experiences and draw off of your own experiences, both good and bad. Some of you in here have been molested. Some of you have been abused. Some of you have been locked up. Some of you have had terrible accidents or sicknesses or have been divorced or have had bad relationships or all kinds of things, right? Some of you had problems with speech, with uh, learning, right? Do you think there are other people who've had those same problems, those same challenges? Yes, right? Do you think those people could benefit from you? You're all here now, right? Do you think those people could benefit from your experiences? Absolutely. But guess what might stop you from sharing those experiences? Yourself. Fear, doubting, not fully embracing or inventorying who you really are and what your experiences are. So one of the things you want to do is you want to go in and look at your life Look at your experiences, both good and bad. We often learn more from, from the, the, the bad experiences, right? Go back and look at your experiences 
and embrace it and say, okay, how can I use this to impact someone else's life? What have I struggled with and what have I kind of overcome that I could use to impact to help someone else? So it allows you to be more creative when you embrace, right, when you reveal who you really are, as opposed to hiding. Many people hide who they are. So if you're hiding who you are, then you're not going to embrace it, right? If you're not embracing it, then you're not going to be able to share your experience with someone else because you're hiding. So when you embrace it, it, it allows you to create more. Let me say this. There are people out there who need to hear what you have to say. They need to be a part of your programs, the programs that you run now, that you manage, programs that you might create. We're going to talk about programs or uh, businesses or whatever that you guys might want to create in the future. There are people out there that need to hear it. I'm going to take it a step further. There are people out there who might die physically because you don't create whatever it is you're called to create. Does anybody believe that? Has anybody ever had the experience of having someone say, you know what, I was thinking about committing suicide and because I talked to you, because of something you said or because of this organization, I'm here now. Has that ever happened to anyone? Right? I've had people write me, again, from different parts of the world, says, I've been thinking about committing suicide because I can't talk, I stutter. And imagine not being able to talk or introduce yourself or order food or talk to a male or female. That's what these people struggle with or get a good job, right? So they thought about committing suicide and they said, because I saw your video, I have hope. So you are capable right now of giving people hope. That could literally, now listen, that could literally save someone's life. Now, do you guys believe that? Each and every one of you. Why? Because you all have experiences that other people can benefit from, right? So you have to think about well, what might keep me from sharing those experiences. Not embracing myself or feeling like no one's going to listen to me or I might fail or I tried that before. All those things are things that can prevent us. All right. So you can be... So by embracing yourself, you can be more creative and you can create more things that touch other people's lives. So here's what I want you to do. Take a moment and I want you just to list one or two things. You can do up to three. Three things that you would like to create. Three things that you'd like to create. Now, it could be things that you like to create in your current job right, in your department, the area that you work at, the location, something that you want to create, some, something that you feel like would help you serve your clientele better, something that you feel like would enhance family resources. So include at least one of those, and then I want you to include something that you want to create yourself, your own business, your own nonprofit, your own program, whatever it is, right? Think of one thing you want to create outside of family resources, and at least one thing you want to create inside a family. And just write it down and share it with someone at your table. I'm going to just give you a few minutes. Think about it and share it with a few people at your table. Go ahead and do that now. Okay, let's come back together. Let's come back together. All right, ladies and gentlemen.
Thank you, thank you. This would have been uh, bad if it was a silent and no one was talking, so I love it when people are actually uh, sharing. But let's come back together. So, who here would like to share one of the things that you came up with that you'd like to create, either inside or outside of family resources? Thank you. Who would like to share? Yes. about how it was hard for women to be homeless because all of the things that they, I mean, there's still women and they're on the streets. So I was thinking of putting together like a little care package with like feminine um, hygiene things for some of the um, homeless teens that we deal with because it's still hard for them. They were saying how they, they have to like, um, the money that they collect on the street is for them to eat, but in order to get like tampons or pads, they have to use the money that they're saving to eat to buy their hygiene, mm -hmm. and that's taken away from what they need. So we could put together like care packages, like tampons or pads for them, mm -hmm. and make sure, and soap and wipes, and make sure that they have those. That would be beneficial. Wow. Now, how did you come up with that? Why, why did you? <coughs> Why did you come up with that idea? The documentary that I watched. The documentary. And what did the documentary so, show? Um, it was just showing homeless, homeless um, women on the street, right. um, their struggle, uh -huh. um, some of the things that they encounter exactly. while being homeless. So she made an observation. She saw a documentary. And the documentary demonstrated a what? Starts with an N. A need. A need. And for some reason, you obviously feel passionate about that, right? Um, because I'm a female, and I could at any given point in time become homeless. Exactly. Exactly. We, we don't think that that's going to happen. No, I don't, we don't it's believe. Not happen. I'm just it's saying not gonna, it, it's a, but it, it could happen. Yes, exactly. So she saw a need. She identified with it. She felt passionate about it. That's something that she could definitely do, right? That could help so many people. And it's, and it's so simple, right? So simple. Who else wants to share something? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Well, for me, I would like to um, create a place to really show people how. I feel that everyone always has an opinion and is telling you what you need to do. You need to do this, you need to do that. You need to um, go to school. You need to leave that relationship, but no one ever really takes the time and show you how. Okay, so you, you see a need to show people how, right? Because there's lots of people saying this is what you should do, this is what you need to do, but maybe there's not as many people saying this is how you do it and then walking you through that. Very good. Let me get uh, at least one more. One more. Let me go here. Yes, sir. where the kids that come into the shelter 
they have some type of support system while they're in the shelters, and also extend it to once they leave. Because once they leave the shelter, they go right back into the negative environments that they came from. Mm. So if you have that support system to keep them out of the shelters, keep them out of the jails, I think that would be a good idea. Awesome, awesome. So one of the reasons that I did this was so that some of your ideas, especially those ideas that can be implemented now while you're in family resources or can be started now, you want to actually start working on those things, right? Because there are people out there that need these things now. So start working on them. And we're going to, again, we're going to talk about some of the, th the reasons why people don't. So let's, let's talk about a second major reason why you want to embrace who you are. A second major reason is so that you can be more vocal and visible. Vocal and visible. And this is also a reason why people don't speak up in meetings or uh, champion their ideas. So Another reason, another big reason why you want to embrace who you are is so that you can be more vocal and visible. That means, for example, you have an idea, you're in a meeting, a department meeting or whatever, and you want to bring this idea up. Has anyone in here ever had an idea or a thought or just something that you wanted to share in a meeting and didn't share it? Right? Okay. Now, what are some of the reasons why you may not have shared that idea, that thought? Some of the reasons. Yes, sir. Uh, sometimes you feel like it's going to fall on deaf ears. People, they're not going to pay attention. They're not going to listen to it. They're going to go, oh, yeah, we're doing that already or whatever, right? Fall on deaf ears. What's another reason? Yes, sir. Wow, that's too big of an idea. That's so impossible. So you don't share it. Very good. Yes? Um, you may have a plan, but you may not have A to Z. Just have it organized where okay. you have an idea, but you don't have a plan. Okay. Therefore, you can't take it any further than your plan without the help of others. Okay. So that might stop you from even sharing it, right? Because you got the idea, maybe you, you kind of have some of the steps, but you don't have everything, and you feel like, I'm going to need help, so you don't even share it. Okay? Very good. Yes, ma'am? You don't think people will agree with you. you know, so, of course, you know, many of us, at least some of us, we don't like to share an idea, especially for something... <laughs> we're passionate about and have someone shoot it down or say, no, that's stupid or, you know, right? So we don't think people would agree with us. What are some other? Yes? Not enough time. Not enough time? Yeah. Not enough time where? Well, between your, your, your duties and... Okay. Uh, okay. Not enough time. Not enough time to implement it, to do it, right? Yeah. All right. So these are some of the... So these are some of the reasons, some of the reasons, right, why people may not share ideas. It could just be a suggestion. It might not be something you want to create. You just might have a thought or something you want to say in a meeting and you don't for some of these reasons, right? But when you embrace who you are, you love who you are, 
and you feel like you have something valuable to contribute, even though you might be anxious or nervous or fearful of sharing, you'll be more likely to share when you feel like this is something that you're called to do or like, some, like this is a value, this is important. I really need to share this. Make sense? So when you value yourself and you value your experience and your ideas and your knowledge, you'll be more likely to share despite all the things that you just said. It might fall on deaf ears. People might disagree with it. You might not have it all together, you might have, but you still might share it anyway because you know this is something I need to share, okay? So when you embrace yourself, you're going to be more vocal. You're going to speak up and speak out more as opposed to hiding. And when you speak up and speak out more, it's also going to make you more what? What was the second V? More visible. Now, why would you want to be more visible? Why would you want to be more visible in an organization or in your community or in the world? They get to know you. Someone else. That's right. That's right. There might be some collaboration, right? Some synergy. Yes. Um, Almost the doors and right. You might have an idea. It might not be the best idea, right? But then someone else may have an idea that you combine and, and it creates the best idea. Okay. What else? More opportunities. All right. Now, this has probably happened. I know this has happened with Lisa. So you have somebody, you have people on your team, and you have just quiet people there who don't ever say anything. They could be brilliant. They could have all kinds of ideas going through their mind. Then you have this other person who maybe is not even as brilliant speak up, and they're more vocal. Who's going to be more visible? Right? Who's going to be maybe get promoted, or who's going to get a chance... No. Now I'm saying you as a leader have seen this happen, right? All of you who are supervisors here, Lisa's messing with me now. <laughs> supervisors, you've seen quiet people and you've seen people who are more vocal. And the people who are more vocal are more visible. Not because they're smarter, just because they're more vocal. Does this make sense? Right? So it doesn't mean that you have to take over the airtime and that you have to change your personality because I'm really more of an introvert, soft-spoken guy. But one of the things I learned at Family Resources was to be vocal and to say what I wanted and to press for it. Lisa can tell you that we had some real struggles with me when I was here, right? With just some different things that I want to talk about right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But, but I was very vocal, and it made me more visible. And that's the only reason I'm here right now, right? It's because I spoke up. So I want to encourage you to be more vocal, to share your ideas, to embrace your experiences, to embrace your knowledge, to embrace the things that you feel like you're called to do, and then speak up and speak out, regardless of what happens. Now, this doesn't mean that you're going to be rude and you're going to talk over people and you're going to fight and all that kind of stuff, right? It just means that you just need to be more vocal so you can be more visible. Now, here's the final one. When you're visible, you're able to add more value to your organization and to the world itself, right? So when you create more, 
So you're embracing yourself now. You're saying, you know what? I have some things of value. And so, and so you start thinking of ideas, and then you start implementing some of the, and you start being more vocal and visible. Then you start adding more value. Guess what happens when you start adding more value to an organization or to an individual? What are some of the things that can happen when you add more value? What can happen to you and others when you add more value? You grow? You grow, yes. What else? You add more value. What are some of the things that can happen to you and to other people? More team cohesiveness, yes, that can happen. What else? Enrichment. Exactly. Better opportunities. Doors open. Yes. So you enrich your own life. When you start creating, when you do what you're called to do, you feel more fulfilled. I know there are people in here who have worked at jobs that they didn't really want to work at. Right? You were just doing it because you fell into it. Uh, you got the job. It was, the best, it was the best pay. The timing was right. It worked out with your child care, whatever, right? But sometimes those are not jobs that you feel called to do. So therefore, you don't feel very, what, fulfilled in doing those jobs, and you're not contributing the maximum value that you could contribute. So when you contribute more value, you actually feel more fulfilled and you're able to contribute more value and enhance and enrich other people's lives as well as your own. What can happen to you financially when you contribute more value? You can, you can not necessarily, but you can earn more money, right? When you contribute more value, you can earn more money. You can be rewarded more, okay? Very, so some of you may not be making as much as you would like. So what do you need to do? Embrace who you are. Go back, look at your experiences. Look at the needs in society and figure out how those two things, as well as your passion, intersects so that you can be more creative, you can create more. Then you need to be more what? Vocal, right? You got to get out and talk to people so that you can become more visible Imagine now, I started an online business, so you couldn't really come to me to get this service. What was one of the major, there were two major things I had to do in order for people to find me from different parts of the world. What were the two things that I had to do, at least? Two things. I had to advertise, I had to market, which means what? In terms of the, the terms that we've been using, advertising and market, what did I have to do? I had to be more visible, otherwise no one would find me, right? I had to be more visible and, I ha hmm? and, creative. and creative, and I had to be more vocal, so I used video. I have over four, five, probably 600 videos on YouTube now, right? So therefore people could find me, I was more vocal and I was more visible, so therefore people were able to find me and I was able to generate more revenue as well as more value. Right? For myself and for other people. Make sense? You may not want to start an online business, but the same thing applies. You've got to be more vocal and visible. You've got to be more creative. So 
three things that we have talked about today in terms of embracing yourself, embracing who you are. The first one starts with a C. What was that? You've got to be more creative, which means creating things that maybe are not present right now. And it could just be suggesting that you do something a little different in your job. It could be starting something that gets uh, folded into your job, or it could be starting something separate, right? Got to be more creative, and you got to create more. What were the second two things? Visible and vocal. That means, that means to start speaking up in your meetings. If you have something to say, say it, right? Figure out when to say it. Who, now, you might take an idea to someone, and they may shoot it down. So what should you do? Don't give up. Maybe it was the wrong time. Maybe it was the wrong person at the wrong time. Maybe it was the wrong person. So you got to take it to someone else, right? So you got to figure out who do I need to take this to and when's the best time. And if you feel called to do it, if you really feel like this is something that's going to help, then you got to keep pushing it, okay? Vocal and visible. And what was the last one? Value. In value, we're talking about you have something of value to contribute, each and every one of you, right? You have experiences, all of you. You have knowledge, you have education, you have skills and abilities that you can contribute that will bring value, that will impact the lives of others. So one of the things you want to do is to bring that out. Now, so I want to close by doing two things. There's a model that I created almost 10 years ago or so that I want to share with you that kind of wraps this up, and then I want to just ask you a couple of questions and get some feedback from you, and then we'll be done. Lisa, how much time do we have? 15 minutes. 15 minutes, good. Okay, so this will take me maybe 5 or 10 minutes or so. So it's something called MAP, M-A-P. This one you might want to write down or remember. Whenever you're thinking about doing something, starting a project, or you're looking at your life, you're trying to figure out what you're called to do, Think about mapping it, M-A-P, M-A-P. The M answers a question, why do I want to do this? The M stands for meaning. Is this meaningful? What's the meaning like? Why do I want to do this? Some people do things because someone else said that you should do it. Or you're doing it because your parents said, or some advisor, or someone said, well, this would be good for you to do. So you're doing something that you really don't even want to do or you forgot the meaning as to why you're doing it, right? So meaning is the first thing. So you ask yourself, why am I doing this? Now, second part of that question is you say, is this meaningful to me and is this meaningful to other people, to someone else? It could be meaningful to you, but it might not have any meaning to someone else, so you might not want to do it. It might be meaningful to someone else, but not meaningful to you, so you still might not want to do it, right? Because... You don't have any purpose for doing it. You don't have any purpose. So I'm not saying you shouldn't do things that don't have meaning for you or for others. I'm just saying those are two questions you want to ask. Meaning. Meaning for me, meaning for other people. The A. What do you think that A stands for? A. Your map. Action. That's good. Access. Uh, when I think I heard ability. Do you have the ability to do it? Right? Do you have the skills? Now, just because you don't now have the ability doesn't mean that you can't develop the ability, right? 
But all of us have natural gifts and talents, things that we can do right now. So ask yourself, can I do this now? And can I get better at it? And then there might be some ancillary skills that you're like, okay, I need to sharpen my skills or develop my skills and abilities in these areas, but I can actually get started with this now. Does that make sense? So you ask yourself, do I have the ability to do this? So you check that off. What do you think the P in MAP stands for? Power, purpose, prepare, prepare. passion. This is a big one because you may know why and you may be able to do it. And we're talking about just even projects. I want to do this project. Why do I want to do this project? Can I do this project? Do I have the ability? Those two may be yes. But then the, what, the final one is, am I passionate about it? How many people in here have ever started something and then figured out, you know what, I really don't want to do this. You ran out of steam. Happens a lot. Right? You might initially be passionate about it, but then you just run out of steam. So you ask yourself, am I passionate about this? If all three of those things are yes, and you can answer, then it's probably something that you should do. Okay? And so one of the things that you want to do is to begin to look at what are you called to do? What are you called to do? Who knows the difference or the distinction between a calling and a job? There's, there's, there's a job, there's career, and there's calling or vocation. Who can tell me the distinction between a vocation or a calling and a job? Calling is something that's you. It's in your soul. A calling is something that's in your soul. Yeah. No one can take it from you because it's meant for you. What else? Yes. I find it a, a calling is unconditional. It's unconditional. Wow, that's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. I, that's what I feel. That's exactly what I feel. Yeah. And when you say unconditional. There's no conditions. You, you know, there's, you're doing it because you're passionate. Okay. Anyone else? Calling in a job. So what about a job? What's a job? <laughs> something you have to do, something you do to pay your bills, right? You have no choice. But a calling, a calling or a vocation is something, uh, a good friend of mine named Tom Harrison says this. He says it's something, now listen, is something you have to do. It's something you must do. You would do it even if you didn't get paid. You may choose and you may want to get paid and you may get paid very well, but you would almost have to do it anyway. Does that make sense? So one of the things that you want to spend all of your time doing, if you haven't found your calling, is to find your calling and then organize your life and time so that you are spending at least 80% of your time doing that calling. How many of you have ever heard of the 80-20 rule? The Pareto Principle, the 80-20 rule, right? Many, many years ago, I just started, in fact, when I was working at Family Resources, I designed my life around the 80-20. And that is, I said, what are the one or two things that I feel like I'm called to do? I was working in a program called You, Me, We. It was a relationship education program. And there were a couple of things I did really well. And there were a lot of other stuff that I didn't do very well, and it was really like wasting my time. And so I fought with my managers and supervisors so that I could spend 80% of my time doing the 20% of the activities. That is the one or two things that I did well. 
and it worked out. And I continue to do that. So all that I do now are the things that I do well. What happens when you spend 80% or more of your time doing the one or two things you do really well? What do you think happens? Yes. You what? You thrive in your work. Yes. You grow. What else? You're happier. Yes. You make a greater impact. You're, you're serving more people. You're able to serve more people. And you can earn more. You can earn more. Maybe not in your present job, but in life you're going you're gonna to earn more, right? Because you're spending most of your time doing the one or two things that you do well, where most people are spending most of their time doing a lot of stuff that they don't really do well. Make sense? Okay, good. So, any questions or comments? Here's what I want to do. I want to ask you to tell me one thing that you're going to take away from our discussion today. Just one thing, I'm going to go around the room, as many people as we have time for, and just make it really short, like one sentence or one word. So we don't want any presentations now, even though, <laughs> before I wrap up, we are going to be doing, uh, Lisa has brought me in to do presentation training for the leaders here at Family Resources, because that's what I do. I help people speak and speak well. Not just people who stutter, but presenting. Presenting when you're under pressure, and for different people that's different situations. Presenting when you, or speaking when you don't know the answer. What if someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer to it? Or they ask you a difficult question. How do you handle that? How do you speak without notes? How do you speak without slides? How do you speak when you're anxious or nervous and still speak well? We're going to be doing an eight-week training and family resources for that. So what I like to do is to find out from each of you, just give me a sentence or a word or a statement, one, just one thing you're going to take away from today. You're not going to remember everything, but I want you to remember at least one thing. Who wants to start? Yes? Find my map. Find your map. Embrace yourself. Remember the 80-20 rule. Who else? One thing. This is important for you, too, right? For you to share one thing you want to take away, and it may help someone else. So come on and share. Yes? Speak up. Speak up. Be visible. Be more passionate. Be more passionate about what you want to do. Who else? Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Very good, very good. Who else? Come on. I, I want to hear from as many people as possible. One thing. This is your time to be what? Vocal. Vocal and visible. Yes. Don't let your experiences hinder you. Don't let your experiences hinder you, but use them to actually help you. Yes. Find your calling. Who else? Stop hiding your gifts. Who else? Yes. Increase self-confidence. Increase self-confidence. Absolutely. Embrace your weaknesses. Yes. Look for your gifts. Yes. Who else? Have a greater belief within yourself. A greater belief within yourself, like that gentleman said earlier. What else? One thing you're going to take away from the day. Something I said or even something you thought of that I didn't say. Like, just do it. <laughs> right? What else? Identify 
identify a need for what she's passionate about. You could be passionate about something and maybe there's not a big need for it, right? Okay. What else? One thing. One thing. How much time do we have, Lisa? Five minutes. Five minutes. I'm not going to stop until I've... <laughs> Come on. Inspire. Very good. Be willing to share your experiences. Could add more value. You, be, you become successful because of who you are, not despite it, yep. right? Because of who you are. Who else? Excitement matters. Excitement matters. Get, ex get excited about what you do. Absolutely. You guys wouldn't even listen to me if I was like, you know, uh, today we're going to talk. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be on your phones and stuff, right? Okay. I even put my clear glasses on. You put your, okay. <laughs> Who else? Let's get a few more. A few more. I'd like to get five more people. Five more people. Yes, sir. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. Yes. Find yes. That find that purpose. You can have it, but if you don't find it, okay, that's two. Three more. Use your purpose. Use your purpose. Be visible. Yeah. Let me get one more. Who else? Go for what you want. Go for what you want. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, I, I do. <laughs> so one of the things I want you to do is just take at least one thing that I've said or more and implement it, execute it. Don't just go, oh, wow, man, that was, that was great, or that was okay, and well, I remember this, and then next week is gone. Just take one thing and implement it, okay? All right, okay, thank you. <laughs>